Today's episode, SEO Strategy for the Encore Entrepreneur, features our guest, Ty Belknap, CEO of Port Bell. Ty Belknap has been an SEO expert for almost two decades. He is the author of three books, including Leadership for Introverts, The Power of Quiet Influence, Timeless SEO Secrets That Search Engines Don't Want You to Know About, and How to Get Exploding Referrals Through Networking. And he is the co-author of the book Special Edition Using Windows 98, an Amazon.com bestseller. All right. Welcome, Ty, and welcome everybody in the audience today. We are talking about SEO strategy, especially as it concerns the Encore Entrepreneur and what we can do ourselves to improve our SEO and be found online so we can expand our reach. How are you doing, Toby? I'm doing fine. How was your week? <laughs> My week? Yeah. My week was... Well, it's only Wednesday. Yeah. So did you recover? <laughs> did you recover from our travels? I've recovered. Right, I've gotten caught up on work, and I'm feeling good and ready to go. Well, let's do it then. We're All right. Ready to go. Let's see if Dr. Belknap is ready to go too. All right. Hello and welcome, Dr. Ty Belknap. <laughs> Hello, Shelley and Toby. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited to be here. Great. Why don't you start off by telling us about yourself, a little bit of your history, and. Uh, and uh, your journey along to becoming an SEO expert. That's a long journey. I actually started SEO back in 1995. I was working at Microsoft for the time. At the time, Windows 95 had just come out. I was part of the help desk, and I created, I helped create, I should say, an internal knowledge base website for the company, which now is Microsoft support. So it was, it was kind of neat to, to be a part of that. But at the same time, Windows 95 was a brand new program and nobody knew about it. And so I created my own website also on troubleshooting Windows 95. And I quickly found out that you can have a great website that people want, but it won't make any difference if nobody can find it. And that's when I very first started learning about SEO. I was actually a network engineer at the time. I've been working, I worked at Microsoft, Hewlett Packard, Compaq, several different companies over the years. But in 2002, the last time I worked at Microsoft, I realized that I don't like working for other people. And so I decided to start my own business. And at the time it was a web design business and I was, I was good at web design. I'd been doing it for several years already, but I was terrible at marketing. And so my first year in business, I made almost to the dollar 10% of what I made my last year at Microsoft. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was a very big winner for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really, I had to make a decision. Do I want to uh, consider it a failure and go back to work for somebody else, you know, get another job? Or do I want to figure out what to do? And, and I, at this time, I'd actually started several businesses before. And I, and I say failed at them because I stopped. You only fail if you stop doing it. You know, as long as you keep trying, you're never failing. And so I decided this time, no, I'm going to learn the things that I need to learn to figure out how to make a more successful business. So I started learning about marketing, especially online marketing. This was back in 2002. So there were no classes. There was no training. 
In fact, there was almost nobody that knew about how to do online marketing. And the people that did know were keeping it to themselves. They didn't want anyone else to know. And so, but then I learned enough about it that I actually morphed my business from just a web design business to a full online marketing company. And that's what my business is today. So, uh, Shelly and I, at this point, uh, Shelly and I usually have a conversation about the inflection point, whatever the most recent inflection point that you may, may have experienced that led you onto the path that you are now. Mm -hmm. But we've changed it recently as a result of all of us having to deal with the effects of the pandemic. So, yeah. which is kind of a universal inflection point. Uh, mm -hmm. How has, if at all, uh, the pandemic affected the way you market your business? I won't say that the pandemic has affected the way I market my business at all. It, it's it's actually exactly the same as it was. Uh -huh. The pandemic didn't affect me at all positively or negatively, actually. And there's a reason for that. It should have actually affected me positively because everybody's going online. Uh -huh. But at the same time the pandemic happened, I found out that I needed to have open heart surgery. Oh. And so while everyone else is dealing with the pandemic, I was dealing with recovering from that. And so I was, I have been affected in the last year, just it hasn't been by the, by the pandemic. And so we, my business did, I am the face of my business. And so even though we have four employees, so my business did suffer a bit because of that. Mm -hmm. And so we've been growing back again as well. So I'm, I'm familiar with what other companies are going through just mm -hmm. in a different, from a different reason is really what it's from. But I'm glad that I went through it because it's helped me out quite a lot. And I have actually changed my business a little bit because of that. I'm in the process right now of designing a course, two courses, actually. One course on helping people to do search engine optimization and online marketing completely on their own without any help. And the other one is how to hire remote workers. And the how to hire a remote worker course, I'm working with a guy named Mitch Gray, who just um, wrote a book on that. And the How to Hire Remote Workers course, we've decided to do it together, and we're going to give it away for free. And hopefully it'll be done in January. Uh, that's really a gift uh, to uh, what's happening right now, because uh, my sense is that there were a lot of people who, during uh, as a result of the pandemic, were laid off. And I know there's a lot of concern about uh, brick-and-mortar businesses being able to hire their employees back. And they've given a lot of reasons for that, everything from, well, they're making too much in, in unemployment. Uh, but I think one of the things that has changed is more people are going into business for themselves. And that business is, there's a very high probability of that business is going to be online. Uh, and so I think both of those books, SEO and online marketing, or, or both of those courses, uh, mm -hmm. SEO on and online marketing and how to hire um, online workers mm -hmm. are very, very timely. You said the how to hire online workers is expected in the January 2022 timeframe. Yes, that's we're we're planning on it being out the beginning of January 2022. Uh, right now, we're right on track. We've already recorded the first two courses. The funny thing is, is when we, because it's free, we were only going to do three courses to begin with. Uh -huh. And then we realized the three wasn't enough. So we're actually doing five different, five weekly trainings in the course. Uh -huh. 
and we 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 keep saying okay we don't want to do too much because it is free and we're not even this isn't even an uh you know where you get a little bit then they got to pay for more it's not even that the whole thing's going to be free uh -huh. and so but we've already updated it to five trainings throughout the course wow <laughs> and the uh seo and online marketing when do you expect that to appear actually that just came live earlier this month Oh. And so that is live now. I have an opening course, which gives people a little bit of information for free. And then, of course, that leads to a paid course that people can, can pay for if they want to. Yeah. Well, and, and where do you uh, publish your um, online courses? If you go to portbell.com under the cheat sheets, which is just scroll down just a little bit if you have to, to find That's it. You'll find information about my online courses and some of the free stuff that I give. Since you brought that up, let's talk about this for just a minute because we do have your website up and I did post your website address in the chat room. So uh, here's Dr. Ty's website and here are the cheat sheets. And you yeah, wanted the, to say something about the cheat sheets as well. Yeah, the, the one on the right is the free masterclass for entrepreneurs. That's the one that you can get some information on how to do search engine optimization yourself. And it does lead to the paid course if you're interested in. The one next to it, to me, is the most important because you can hire an SEO expert or you can learn to do online marketing yourself and, and work on your website marketing. But it's not going to matter in the least bit if your website's not created for that. A lot of websites, even websites designed by other people, have these terrible errors on the back end. They're completely broken. Now, here's and here's the thing about websites is it will look beautiful. You'll never see the errors, but they'll be there. The search engines will see those errors and they'll stop and they'll say, well, I'm not searching this site. I can't do it. Hmm. And so that workbook that is your website SEO friendly helps you find out whether or not those errors are there. It, it, there's some tools in there to help you see how fast your website is. One of the top things Google is doing now, because they're big on mobile-first indexing, they found out two things in a 2018 study. Number one was more than half the people that do a search on Google are looking for local products and services. I'm making some big changes from that, and I'm really excited about those. Because that's our, the main people I work with are local companies trying to get higher in the search engines. But the second thing they found out is that more and more people are constantly doing their searches on their mobile phones. Mobile phones are about 10 times slower than a desktop computer. And so the faster your website loads, the, the higher, like let's say you have two websites that are the same in all other respects. If one loads faster, it will be higher in Google than the other one. And so that the, the workbook is your website SEO friendly. You can find out for yourself how, your, how fast your website is going, whether there's errors, and several other things as well. That's something that I actually used to charge $400 for to do for other people. And, but with COVID and everything, I thought it would be a, a big benefit for people. I mean, I know that $400 isn't a lot for some companies, but for smaller companies, especially with COVID, uh -huh. that can be a, a lot of money. Uh -huh. And so I decided to go ahead and just give them the tools so they could do it themselves if they wanted to. And then the, uh, the last one on the left. The one on the left is, Sometimes when I'm trying to think of new marketing strategies, I like to just have little tips and little ideas running through my head. And that's kind of what this is. It's, it's 50 just quick little tips for you to think about 
to see if something will just grab in your mind so that you can expand on it yourself. Uh, and that is also a download, a document yes. download? Okay, and so it's free as well. Free document download, free document download, and free course. Correct. Do I have it right? Well, good. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to point out that uh, although uh, Dr. Belknap doesn't use uh, Encore Entrepreneurs, he does use very consistently that word uh, 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 entrepreneur and precedes mm -hmm. it with online. And whether you're an online entrepreneur or an online Encore Entrepreneur, all of these products would really be helpful uh, to you. We've downloaded two of them and looked through them, and we can make a strong recommendations uh, towards them. Uh, so uh, please uh, feel free to uh, download them uh, if you'd like to get a lot more information uh, about those topics. So back to uh, full screen. Um, and before I turn it over to Shelley, I do want to say we are grateful that whatever happened in the open heart surgery, that you've recovered <laughs> from it and that you could be on our show today. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Shelley. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, cross-section of content marketing, which is what we do. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, what we suggest to people is getting on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere with your video, and then putting out your podcast, and then putting up your blog on WordPress. Um, and that's our content marketing piece. How does that cross-section with SEO? How can you uh, have the best of both worlds? What can we do? Well, if you listen to some of these latest SEO gurus, you'll find out the content marketing is old school and it's just no use anymore. You don't want to do it. And of course, they're completely wrong. <laughs> content marketing is actually, and it's funny, I'm glad that you talked about that because that's the number one thing that I talk to people about as well. Mm -hmm. It is the number one thing that you can do to get to the top of the search engines with your website. And blogging to me is the top way you can do that because your website, if you think about it, once it's done right, there aren't going to be a lot of changes. And the search engines will catch that and they'll get the information and they'll start to index it. But search engines love things that change and they love words that get added on. That's where your blog comes in. And you don't have to do a huge blog all the time or blog posts all the time. But doing consistent blog posting, I would say at least once a week, more if you can. But doing consistent blog posting is huge for the search engines. I know that there is one major SEO person that actually says that consistency isn't as important as blog post size these days. Hmm. And I'll push against that because I have two different blog posts and one of them I don't do as often, but I do larger ones. The other one I do smaller ones, but I do it every single week. The one I do every single week is always higher in the search engines. And that's what I do. I do what, what they call a split test. I'll take two similar things and, and change one thing and see how it goes. And I do that for myself before I even do that for my clients, just to make sure that what I'm doing is the right thing to do. Right. That way, if I break something, I only break my own stuff. And But yeah, I, I say consistent blog posting is huge. But here's another trick that I found is sometimes blogs get outdated or sometimes you end up at the, let's say you do a post every week for a year, that's 52 posts you have. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have 10 or 12 posts that are all on the same basic subject. At the end of the year, take those 10 or 12 posts, combine those into one big post, and now you have a new post for the next year, and it's a large post at the same time. Mm 
<laughs> so you want to delete out all the old ones. You don't want to keep them both there, but delete the old ones out, create one big post for the new one, and you're not even writing a whole lot more information. You got a whole big post for the new year. That's outstanding. Um, so I'm getting feedback. Hold on. I'm going to let me just do something real quick. I'm going to fix your echo. Just give me. I'll turn mine down too as well. My apologies. I was standing back for one of them. That's not your fault. And I should to fix it here. That didn't. You undid it. There you go. There we go. All right. Thank you. Okay. Our partners. That's right. I got to check his work. Because I'm old. So let's, I'm going to take advantage of your expertise here based on what we tell our clients, because I want to make sure we're saying the right thing to them. We have a strategy called leveraging your content. And and in doing so, and we talked about this before we started the show, this show is being streamed to five different Facebook pages and three different YouTube um, uh, pages. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we take the audio from it, we upload it to Anchor FM, and Anchor FM distributes it to eight platforms and Amazon, uh, and Amazon's new podcasting platform. Then right. we take that, uh, transcribe it, and then upload it to two uh, WordPress blogs and whatever else we have a chance to. For example, LinkedIn likes that text friend. Mm -hmm. Can there ever be too much? Oh, that is a good question. In the past, yes, but only for one reason. It used to be, and this was a while ago, this was a few years ago, <laughs> Google used to look to see if you had duplicate content across different websites. Okay. And if you did, you had the uh, you had it was possible you could get blacklisted off of Google, <laughs> which means you would disappear. I even had one point where a competitor of mine took my website, copied it, and pasted it to several different domains to try to get me blacklisted. SEO. Somebody really is mad at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The interesting part is they're now out of business. They have been for That's karma, man. Yeah. Yeah. Today, they don't do that anymore because you think about it. One news article could be on 150 different online news places. Mm -hmm. What are they going to blacklist 100 news places? Yeah. They realize that they can't do that. Mm. And so they, I won't get into the techie stuff. They, they've learned a way to find out what's the original one. And they that's the big one they index. So mm -hmm. these days it does not, you won't get blacklisted for having duplicate content. But if you have duplicate content among a whole different range of, of, websites i'm going to pick on websites okay then the search engine will pick one and say we'll index that one and only that one so it's not necessarily an advantage to have it over duplicate websites now social media is a completely different animal because up until the beginning of this year the beginning of 2021 you couldn't even find social media posts on a website they they facebook and linkedin and the other ones actually blocked it so that you couldn't find it on Google Bing and the other search engines. They just opened that up. However, having the same thing on multiple social media sites won't hurt you in the least bit. Good. Yeah. And and the idea, of course, uh, it's leveraging your content because you start with yeah. one live stream and yeah. don't put any extra effort, or uh, there is some extra effort, but a yeah. minor amount of effort to distribute that as widely as possible. Yeah. 
Sean. And that was going to be, if you don't mind, that was going to be my, my question to you is, is if, if I can ask, mm -hmm. how much of that is automated? Would you say uh, what percentage? So I would say it is 90% automated. So, well, yeah, let, me, let me tell you the, the yeah. protocol. So, uh, right now, with one single live stream, mm -hmm. we, are, uh, we are streaming to eight different platforms. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't have to stream to every one of them. We're streaming simultaneously to eight different platforms. Then, uh, StreamYard, which is the product that we use for live streaming, mm -hmm. saves the video recording and the audio recording. Okay. We download that audio recording uploaded to anchor fm mm -hmm. uh with a uh, i forgot what they call their thumbnail they don't call them thumbnails cover art, cover art. Mm -hmm. uh and then anchor fm uh takes the responsibility for distributing it up to uh, and i think we have eight different mm -hmm. podcasting platforms including spotify apple mm -hmm. google and recently amazon and then mm -hmm. we take that audio file, put it into Descript. Descript okay. transcribes it for us. Shelly takes a little while to edit in terms of pulling out the ums and ahs and then posts it to our WordPress blogs. So, okay. and we do that all, you know, the, the Anchor FM will be up within 10 minutes after we finish the show. Mm -hmm. So the That's majority fantastic. of it is automated. We don't have to do a lot, uh, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, and, and the reason we live stream, uh, the reason we live stream is that I told Shelly, if we're going to do this, I'm not going to do any more editing. I won't edit <laughs> other than allowing Descript to do it. If we make a faux pas on this show, it ends up on the show and in the podcast, and we're okay with that. Well, editing so, video is difficult even for people that know how to do it. So. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I would agree with that, but I would also add that editing audio is even harder. I don't know whether it's the visual component or what, but editing uh -huh. audio is now there. Again, there are tools to do that. Yeah. Um, I won't take a lot of time, but Shelly and I interviewed 18 people, uh, 18 different subjects at the She Podcast Live Conference in Scottsdale. Uh, is it last week or two weeks now? A uh, week and a week half. And a half. Oh, 18 um, interviews and in, oh, Wow. <laughs> 18 interviews in four days. And it took me, I don't know, three hours to do the first edit because it was automated. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's taken me about 45 minutes a piece for the secondary edit. Shelly's already started uploading them to Anchor. Yeah. Um, so okay. uh, it's gotten better in terms of uh, post-production. And, and we, you know, and we set our own criteria. We are not going to spend an hour or more editing this show. It right. stays the way it is once we live stream. <laughs> I think one so. of our biggest challenges is that there are so many different kinds of apps out there available to do different jobs for you. And you ha we have to discover them. Uh, we have to check them out, see how they work. Do they do this? Do they do that? Do they do this other thing? And then, uh, oh, here's something new that just came out. We should check that and see if it's better than the last one. And does it do all the things we want it to do? So that's, I think, a lot of our time is spent on checking out different apps and making sure we have the best one because yeah. then we can recommend it to our clients. Right. That's that's why yeah. but we want yeah. to be able to recommend it to yeah. our clients. Shelly? Yeah. Well, that's actually why I asked that question because that's the biggest not almost a complaint, but the biggest concern my clients have is, mm -hmm. okay, they do this 
podcast or blog post or whatever it might be. How do I get it on a social media? How do I get it here? How do I get it there? And, and that's that's always my answer is let's automate as much yeah. as we possibly can because you don't want to spend a day just getting one blog post to all the right spots. Mm -hmm. you know, as me as a, as a professional person, I don't want to charge my clients for an entire day's worth of work just for that. And my mm -hmm. clients don't have a day to do that themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually that's one of the services we offer when we have clients for whom mm -hmm. we produce these kinds of shows. We do the upload to Anchor, we do the upload to their WordPress blog, and okay. then they can take it from there and do whatever they want with it. So is there an app that you feel is outstanding in when it comes to automation? That's a tough one because the app that I used to use actually disappeared. Oh. And so I'm looking for now, and I'm talking about blog posts mostly because that's what my clients do is, is is automating the blog posts to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it might be. Okay. I'm recent, just like what you are. I'm researching some new ones now, but yeah, the one that I liked and the and the one that I used, there was an update, and I went to contact them about it, and they were gone. Oh, no. So I can't use them anymore. <laughs> yeah, we had that happen to one of our favorite pieces of software that was an automation tool. Uh, mm -hmm. And they sold themselves to GoDaddy, and we haven't seen or heard from them since. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One of the ones that uh, somebody at the She Podcasts uh, conference recommended to me that we have not yet gotten to check out and work with mm -hmm. is called Lately. Lately. Uh, is it lately. Oh, I, I thought it was lately.io, but I'm not sure. It's lately. So look okay. that up, check that one out. See if that's a if all uh, if it's helpful for you. Um what's it out. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm back to you. Okay. Um so I like the uh the things that you're offering on your website, the mm. the uh, the helpful information. But I would like to um see if you have a favorite takeaway strategy that you'd like to offer the audience on um, one important thing they really need to be doing today to improve their SEO, to expand their reach. The best thing that I can tell people, and it's going to sound counterproductive, lower your reach. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. uh, when when Google found out in 2018 that over half the searches being done on their search engine were local, they started making some changes. The first big step to those changes came out in June of 2021. That was called their page experience update. And that is the first step to think of yourself as maybe a shoe store. This is the first step to where, let's say you're typing in Nike shoes on Google to find out maybe you want to buy Nike shoes. Mm -hmm. Right now, probably the very first website that comes up is going to be the Nike store. What Google is working on doing is making local stores come up before the national stores. And that's why I say by lower your reach. Even if you sell nationally, even if you sell online, if you're based in Dallas, Texas, you want to put Dallas, Texas as some of your keywords mm -hmm. when you're working on your content. You want your local people to be finding you first because Google is working on making sure that that's going to happen. And the more that you're set up now for that, as they dial that in even better, you're going to be in the perfect position to be number one when it happens. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, 
what so our primary audience and our clients are what we refer to as encore entrepreneurs, guys like us, people like us, uh, who are exploring a second career after a successful, uh, and I always assume successful first career, <laughs> okay. and they're trying to leverage that. You know, we have a, a gentleman who's a financial manager. We have someone who's a legal concierge. We have a woman who's a uh, medical billing auditor, uh, and they're going through this. I want to do a second career. I want to do as much of it as I can online. Uh, if that that's the audience that watches our material and listens to our material, what, what can you say to them about SEO and what you know about it? Again, to, to the biggest thing is writing good quality content that is about your industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sales page. It doesn't. In fact, I would recommend not doing sales pages. Uh -huh. I, I would find ways of get, just like what I do on my website. I use my website as an example. Find ways to give away stuff. Find ways to give your potential clients information that they can use. If you can give away half of what you do, chances are you're going to get a lot more clients because what you're doing is you're not really giving it away you're showing them your expertise you're showing them that you know what you're what you're saying and they can go through and they can read it and they can make you know they can verify that you know what you're saying right away and so that would to me would be the biggest thing you know shelly and i have a model um uh, for describing how you get the opportunity to prove yourself uh, to your uh, prospective customers. And, mm -hmm. and it starts with visibility, credibility, transfer, uh, trust, and transformation. Mm -hmm. And that line, the more you give away for free, mm -hmm. uh, the higher up that line you go until you get to that transformational stage where mm -hmm. the client says to you, I need you to help. And these, this is a paraphrase. I need you to help me change my business. Yeah, uh, and that's really an exciting moment uh, when that happens yeah. because that means you're beyond trust. You're beyond. You're you're to the point where they want you. They expect almost you to help them transform your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to me, the next biggest thing you can do is a, a lot of people will design a website so that the potential client will call them and say, "What can you do for me? I need. You know, what, what can what can you do?" I recommend people to make your website in a way to where the client is calling you and saying, I want to hire you. So all the information that they need to find out about who you are, what you are, what you do, what your culture is, the whole nine yards is already on your website. So by the time they're calling you, they, they're just ready to give you money. Uh -huh. uh, I know that you have uh people that you work with who are remote workers mm -hmm. um, for most of the entrepreneurs that we've worked with, they are solopreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when, how do they know? What are the, some of the signs uh, that, that would tell them it's time to hire somebody uh, or it's time to get a virtual assistant? What, what would mm -hmm. they see happening in their business that would indicate that? It's time. <laughs> It's, it's time. It's, time. <laughs> it's it's not about what's happening in your business. And I, I learned this uh, many years ago. I read a book 
And the book talked about defining your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, what are the things that you can list that you're a seven, eight, or nine in? What are the things where you're a one, two, or three? And the big thing about the book is to take those one, two, and three things and build them up so you can get higher in them. And my first thought was the things on my list that were one, two, and three are things that I just hate to do. Why do I want to build them up to a four or a five and, and do this stuff that I hate to do when I can hire someone else to do all that stuff that I don't like to do? To them, it's just free bookkeeping. I couldn't add two numbers. If it was two and two, they were right in front of me and the answer was already there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite that bad, but I'm, I just, I'm terrible with bookkeeping. And so that was the very first thing I did was I hired a bookkeeper. I hired an accountant. I couldn't afford it, but I'll tell you what, taking that off my plate took off so much stress from my plate that I was able to do what I do better and make more money. And by the end of the first year that I hired an accountant, I was actually making three times more than, than I was making before then and could easily pay for the accountant after that. And that's why I say it's time. If you're in business for yourself, that to me, that would be a great thing to do is to sit down, find the things that you're a seven, eight, or nine at, build those even higher, find the things you're a one, two, or three at, and start yeah. looking at how you can hire someone else to do those. And and we use a little bit of that strategy. There are areas, uh, as I mentioned in the past, we don't want to get into the business of editing uh, audio or video. We do with these uh, with these particular podcasts that we're going to be uploading that we collected at Cheap Podcast Live because they needed work. We recorded in a hotel room, and mm -hmm. so they needed to clean up. But we use uh, whenever we do things that I used to take the time myself to do, uh, we use uh, websites like Fiverr.com. Mm -hmm. We've built up a cadre of people that we use regularly for their services, knowing that they'll deliver uh, either on or before time at a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And the time that it would take me, it takes me five minutes to engage them. And it would take me hours worth of time uh, to yeah. do that. And it's so important in terms of the utilization of our time. We don't actually, we don't even build that back to our clients. We we incorporate that into our costs. Uh, right. That's that's how much time it saves. So uh, oh, I yeah. think it's a grand idea. And if you can't hire, you know, I would like to get to the point where we had enough clients where I could hire someone full time to do that, mm -hmm. uh, or do it on a contract basis. Uh, but until then, there's places out there uh, that you can get at, that you have access to uh, that enable you to engage people. That that it, it's not even a matter of skills. I have the skills. I just don't have the time. So, yeah, my, my course, how to hire remote workers, a large section of that course is how to hire freelancers. Uh -huh. It's not just employees. In fact, every employee I have started as a freelancer on one of those freelancer sites. And oh, that's, wow. that's actually how I recommend to hire your employees. Uh -huh. you, you can, you can hire someone to do a project, but here's the thing. The first project they're going to be amazing at. They always are. Well, unless they're really bad freelancers, but <laughs> right. generally they'll be really amazing. It's you want to find out how they are on the third or fourth project, because by then they're getting used to you. Are they starting to grow late? Is their quality going down? Things like that. I'll hire a freelancer for a year. And after a year, I'll offer them to become a part-time employee. Uh -huh. Yeah. Then after another six months, then I'll offer them to become a full-time employee. That's how I hire everybody. That's that's a great approach, uh, especially in this day and age. And and the funny part is, I think 
uh, online people that are prospective uh, uh, remote employees are actually interested in maintaining their independence mm -hmm. so that they can take the jobs that they want. So they may not, they may answer you and say, you know, I like the arrangement that we have now uh, because yeah. it gives them the freedom to do other things as well. So I think that's part of uh, the results again of uh, our behavior, how our behaviors have changed uh, during mm -hmm. the pandemic. So, and I've had people do that for me and, and I've told them I'm fantastic. If that's what you want, I'll keep hiring you for the things that I know you're good at. And right. yeah, please do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very good. Well, I just wanted to make mention that uh, I met Dr. Ty on Podmatch, and mm -hmm. there are several uh, applications out there where you can find guests or offer yourself as an expert guest and meet people like Dr. Ty. And uh, it's a great place to network as well. So yeah. tell them, I know you've been on there a lot longer than I have. So what's your experience been like uh, with that type of a uh, arrangement? I'm, I'm not sure if I've been, I've only been on there since about March of this okay. year. So I've been on Podmatch for about eight months. This is my 22nd interview. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it surprised me. I actually got onto Podmatch thinking that I might do an interview once every two or three months mm -hmm. and found out that I like doing these, these interviews. I like helping people. And to me, this is a way where I can help people get some stuff about SEO. And, and it's such a techie thing that I like being able to take the technology part out of it so people can do it themselves. And this to me has been a, a really great avenue to be able to do that and help people. So I, I've been on a lot more interviews than I thought I would ever be on. And I, I do enjoy it. Uh, like I said, I've been on, on 20 since, since March. And, and, I, and I like Podmatch too. I've, I've been on a couple of others. But the big thing about Podmatch, the guy who owns it, his name is Alex. And I had an issue with their release form there was uh, some line there was a line in it that was actually written wrong and i know most people don't even read those release forms they just you know hit okay and i'll do it and whatever but there was a line that was written wrong and i mentioned it to their support team he contacted me directly and said hey i saw your post i saw this what do you think we should do and here's the owner of the company contact i mean there's thousands of people on pod i don't know if there's thousands but definitely hundreds and hundreds maybe even thousands and he and he took the time to contact me directly to me that was just huge and so i'm specifically just on pod match now awesome. because of that great so, and that's always good uh promotional material for you yeah every one of those interviews so uh of the interviews of the 22 interviews that you've done how many mm -hmm. have been live streams versus podcasts oh i think you might be the second or third Oh, good. Well, we like yeah. being really very good. few people do do them live. Yeah, mm -hmm. good. Good. Normally, I'm not about that because I mess up so quickly. But no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> you've you're, you've done fine up until this point. I don't think it's going to get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that podcasting, being a guest on podcasts, has that helped you to uh, to to grow your your reach or be more visible in the in the uh, online space? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's helped a lot. And another thing that, that it helps with is, and this is for people that might be on the, on the edge of, of whether or not they even want to be a guest is every time you're on a podcast, like me being on yours, you're going to give a link to my website. Mm 
That's called a backlink. Mm -hmm. And that is in the top 10 of what Google loves to see with websites. They love quality links coming back to your website because that means those people trust your website. They trust you. And Google bases a lot off of other people's trust. And so each of those backlinks helps a lot. That's just for the search engines, of course. For the people, it helps because it helps you show that you have some authority. And a lot of people think that, like I said, I've been doing this since 1995. It's tough for someone to ask me a question about SEO that I don't know the answer to. You don't have to be that much of an expert. <laughs> you could be, tw maybe you know 20% more than the average person. That's generally enough. If you have just one tidbit that can help someone else for each interview, that could be huge for people. I'm going to share uh, the website with our audience so that they can see what we're talking about. This mm -hmm. is Podmatch. Uh, if you yeah. are either a podcaster or a, a guest, potential guest for a, a podcast, uh, go to Podmatch, register yourself. And we've registered as both. Uh, because mm -hmm. we're both a guest and uh, and uh, host. Uh, so you can go there and uh, fill out the forms and then people will look for particular topics and subjects that represent those topics, get in touch with you. You'll get a chance to promote yourself on that podcast. And I do recommend that you don't, uh, and I think uh, Dr. Belknap uh, said this before, uh, don't make it a sales pitch. Come on, share your information. Uh, that'll do you much more good than coming on and pitching whatever you think the audience is going to be. So yeah, a uh, good way to reach podmatch.com. I have posted it to uh, the chat room. So I have one more question. Um, yeah. so throughout, the, throughout this uh, interview, it feels to me like you've been very focused on uh, SEO coming from text-based um, information on the internet rather than video or audio. Is right. that a fair assessment and why is that? Well, up until very recently, it didn't matter what search engine you were using, they completely ignored video and audio. And so you, you could have the best videos in the world. In fact, I have a video on my front page. I started that maybe 18 months ago. Before that, I wouldn't put a video on my front page because simply because, number one, the search engines ignore it. Number two, it slows your website down. Mm -hmm. And page speed is huge. Mm -hmm. And I don't put anything on my front page that gets ignored. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Even images get ignored, but you can do that alt text so that you can explain what the image is about. Lately, it, it has been changing, and it's not perfect yet, so they're not actually using it yet. But I would say Google is within inches of being able to transcribe videos accurately and once they do that video and audio of course once they do that it's it's going to blow up videos and audios you won't have to do descriptions on youtube anymore you just upload the video it'll all happen automatically mm -hmm. the closed captioning is is getting like it's almost like 80 percent at this point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That extra 20, I think they said they want that extra, they want it to be 95, really, mm -hmm. is what it is. Once it's 95, they're going to explode with it. And it used to be, I, I told people, don't even do videos, it's not worth it. Nowadays, I'm telling people, yeah, do them, because once it does explode, you're going to have all those videos out there that they're going to start using right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so it, it's going to be huge. The written word, I don't think, is going to be replaced within our lifetimes. 
I, I don't. Video and audio is going to be huge, but it's so much easier for the search engines to read text than it is video and audio that I think it will still be a top ranker for quite some time. Which is why we recommend taking your live stream or your podcast, transcribing it, and yes. getting it out there with backlinks to the podcast and uh, the uh, live stream. So, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing that I've noticed. And I don't, my apologies, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 go ahead. Talking about the backlinks, and don't quote me because I haven't done my study on this part yet, but I've suddenly been noticing that when I link to other websites, Google is starting to get smart enough to they can see if what I'm talking about is similar to what the other website is talking about. Mm -hmm. Not even them linking to me. Me linking to them is giving that page or that article more authority. Mm -hmm. And so it may not even just be backlinks anymore. It might even be forward links that are going to start giving more weight to websites. You know, as he uses the word authority, there, mm -hmm. there are probably five or six words that have come that that already existed. Authority is not a new word, right? Right. right. Nor is algorithm. But when you're <laughs> when you're thinking of them in terms of social media marketing, they have different definitions. And there's probably five or six of those words that we could do a show on that says, "Here's what authority used to mean. Here's what it means now." You know, in the context of social media marketing. Well, so. You'd be good at that. Yeah, we can we can we can talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, it was just you used the word and it and it stimulated that one uh, one thought. Yeah. Shelly, back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, I could I could just have this conversation all day, but uh, <laughs> is there anything else that I didn't ask that you feel uh, you would like to touch on at this time? Now you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, of a good a, thing. Well, that's, so that's I just threw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing I can think of is if, if anybody is interested in more about uh, doing SEO that you can do yourself without having to know a lot of that techie, nerdy coding stuff, grab my book, Timeless SEO Secrets. I originally wrote it for potential customers. I wasn't even planning on selling it, but they liked it so much. I started putting it on Amazon. Now it's in its third edition. And so it's it's going very strong. I've actually added in a section on timely SEO secrets. These aren't timeless ones. These ones might change, but these are ones that are working for now. And so the third edition of my book came out earlier this year, and it gives you a lot more information on things that you can do yourself to get higher in the search engines. So a couple of things. Um, I just want to say you can find that book for free on Ty's website, which we have on the screen there, uh, portbell.com. So my apologies. The book isn't actually free. Oh, sorry. But you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> that book is on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. No worries. Wait, you had a free book too. I know that there was a free book somewhere. Yeah, the workbook is free. The one, the one is your is your website SEO friendly. That's a free oh, workbook. That's yeah. the free one. Free yeah. Workbook. yeah. So that's a good one too. That's free. And you can get, get that, that at the website. And the yeah. Amazon yeah. has the other book. Right. Uh, and we will be posting these links in the description box Absolutely. associated with this video and this podcast. Awesome. So uh, just take a look there if you want to go find any of this uh, material. You don't have to be live on the show, right? Shelly? Oh, no. Ty was finishing oh, up I'm a sorry. comment and I interrupted him. No, no, not at all. I was, I was done. Oh, 
while we're all interrupting each other to the point where we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so please do go to his website and all of his links are there as well. And check the description box for everything else. You want to say your goodbyes? All right. Thank you all for joining us today. And thanks. Great big thanks to Dr. Ty Belknap of Port Bell SEO for being here with us to explain how we can uh, do the best for our website and our business and keep on growing. And Ty, thanks for being a guest on today's show. We look forward to future conversations. And anytime you've got something that you think is important to share with our community, the Encore Entrepreneurs, please let us know so that we can have you back. And we look forward to future conversations with you. We hope that uh, will happen as well. Huh. Thank you very much. I, I look forward to it. And uh, we'll keep an eye out for you on Podmatch. Recommend you to uh, other guys that are out there live streaming and podcasting. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be recommending you as well. This was a, This was fun. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, now it's done. There we go. Let me end the broadcast. Stay with